This is Yelena with 23T, a podcast that dedicates itself to learning about the real lives of up-and-coming artists who are pursuing their passion as their career. This platform creates a community of creatives who share their stories to serve other arts workers. If you're striving towards your dreams, you're bound to learn something from this podcast on how to achieve them by creating your own opportunity. Feeling really overwhelmed. and felt like I was kind of in a race where I can find myself like find what I want to do find if I like what I do maybe there will be five people at one of my shows but maybe one of those five people needs specifically what I bring to the table like people feel safe to grow here and they don't feel judged I'm okay with knowing that it's like a steady incline towards where we're trying to get to you're broadening your own human experiences by just empathizing and connecting with people I just have this thing where I need to get up and I need to do it just because you're a really great artist doesn't mean that you'll be successful in the industry because I've had the cell phone shut off a couple times I've had my internet shut off I've had like an apple for dinner like if we can help people mm-hmm. and it's just like the idea of like just being kind if no one's opening a door do exactly what you've done with this podcast and go go make your own door that was so pleasant <laughs> welcome back to 23t welcome back to me monday with co-host uncle nick here nick Yo. That was me cracking a cold one for the long weekend. Everyone Maybe. give a nice happy birthday to Nick. It was hey. his 26th birthday yesterday, Crazy. May 15th. Yeah, yes. 94, baby. That's it. That makes you a Gemini, doesn't it? No, I'm a Taurus. Oh, shit. You're a Taurus. Yeah, that's me, baby. When, do, when does Gemini end? Next week? Or Gemini starts next week. It must. I think so. I think, yeah, something I've, in the 20s. I've got, yeah, that makes okay. So you're on the cusp. You're like bordering Gemini. Yeah. Taurus. Oh, Taurus is my fave. Okay, so we're doing um, the, what we. This is what our fourth week. Yeah, episode four. Episode four. Hmm. Um, charity called No Kid Hungry declined Six Nines donation of two hundred thousand. I read the article. Uh, do you want to talk about it, Nick? About six nine, and just why did you read about why they yeah reject, rejected his offer? Yeah, so I have a quote here. I'll just quickly read it off. Um, so this is coming from No Kid Hungry. Uh, we are grateful for Mr. Hernandez's generous offer to donate to No Kid Hungry, but we have informed his representatives that we have declined this donation as a child-focused campaign. It is our policy to decline funding from donors whose activities do not align with our mission and values. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what do you think? I I get it. Um, And before I even like read into the article, the first thing that came to mind was, oh, they declined him because he's a rat. No, they didn't decline his donation because he ratted on a bunch of people. Like, his his lyrics aren't aligned to you know the organization's values and and whatnot. Like he talks about fucking you know gang violence, um, talking down on women, uh, and I'm pretty sure he also had a case of uh, raping an underager or having two, sex with an underager. Yeah, in 2015, there was a case against him for sexual misconduct for uh, involving a 13 year old. 
yeah. uh, girl in his one of his music videos or some kind of video, and uh, she was underage and she was it was nudity. So basically, it was like child pornography, and they engaged in some sort of sexual encounter, and yeah. he was charged for that. Yeah. So I mean, I have a feeling that that's probably um, a big reason as to why they declined. But at the same time, on on like from his perspective. I feel like him and his camp should have kind of seen this coming. Like they could have picked a different organization to donate money to like, but what organization is backing Takashi six, nine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, if, if you have history with an underager, don't donate money to an organization that focuses on feeding kids. You know what I mean? why like to to me i'm thinking like he's not like don't maybe don't volunteer there maybe don't volunteer where there's children maybe don't uh like physically be there okay but like why not donate money like this is what i don't get i understand like oh it doesn't align with the values and whatever why does it matter like what where the money is coming from at the end of the day the whole point is to improve people's lives right i mean so, yeah from that perspective yeah you, you got a point um I, I just feel like there's so much negative um just energy around six nine that i just don't I, like if i'm an organization i just don't want to be tied up with that that's all but what, what like to me it's like uh, is he asking for something in return? Like, yeah, okay, if he's being like, here's 200000 but you have to, like, shout me out and call me this good person and post right. me on your website and say how I donated this money. But if he's just, like, a, a private donator, like, if it's just an anonymous, like, you, they know it's him. Mm-hmm. I could understand if there he was like, I'm going to donate this money, but you have to, like, shout me out on your website and I sure. want to have a relationship with this charity. Right. Then I would understand because then it's like that's fucked up. But if he's just donating two hundred thousand, here, here you go, here's your money. Right. As like, a, a, like a nobody, you're gonna I'm say a, no. Yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna take that two hundred thousand, even though it could save or right. help, however many people. Like, what would you do if a hundred people, criminals, uh, this that, n- no goods, donated two hundred thousand to your charity? Would you say no to all of them? Would you be like, no, you don't stand for what we stand for? No, I, I, I'd accept the money. So what, like, what do you think it was that they were, well, like, I mean, to, I, the, I, to the root of it, like, what do you think it was? Well, I feel like we don't have all the details. Like, there could be mm-hmm. some things that he was asking for uh, from the donation, uh, from the charity. Um, but without knowing the details, I just think that they don't want to be tied up with someone who has just a lot of negative energy around them. Like, uh, I mean, if, if R Kelly comes out of jail or if Bill Cosby comes out of jail and they want to donate money to X organization, do you think organizations are going to take money from those guys? Sure. To me, I'm like, money's money. I don't care where it's coming from. Like, what if I didn't know? What if, like, somebody else donated it, but they used his name? Or what if he used his name, but it was coming from somewhere else? I don't fucking care. The whole point of my charity is 
whatever I'm like working towards, like if it's a charity for this or for that, the whole point is to help these people. I don't care where it's coming from unless it's illegal. Right. If the money is illegal, then I care obviously because that's making problems. But if it's coming from some shithead, I'm like, thanks for your money, bro. Like that, that, that's my perspective. I'm like, why would I say no to $200,000 when it could help people, even if it's from a piece of shit? Like why, like, why does it matter if it's from a piece of shit? I just won't like fucking tell the people that I'm sharing it with that it's from this person or that person. And it also makes no difference to them. I don't think, I mean, I could be wrong. I just have like this perception that I'm like, Oh, okay. So you just lost 200,000 because of an image. So like, what is this even for? Like, why are you even doing this? Right. Okay. What are your, what are your thoughts on, um, him not su- uh, submitting a anonymous donation. See, that that's the thing. Had he have done that, there wouldn't be any issues, right? Right. But so, like, th- well, that's what makes me think he wanted some kind of shout out or some kind of yeah, praise, or 100%. it was to boost himself to make him look like like a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think there's some details behind that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that, that's all up to our um, interpretation. Yeah. Okay, so I tried White Claw. Okay. I tried the... Mm, 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 what was it? Black Cherry? Yeah, yeah, Black Cherry. Okay. It was okay. I I thought it was a bit overhyped. I, uh, I liked it. It's an easy drink. It's refreshing. It's very much like... Um, like a unsweetened Somersby. Okay. If you like soda water and you like mm, not having alcohol without the taste of alcohol, this is the perfect drink for you. For sure. 100%. However, I think it was hyped up and yeah. I probably wouldn't buy it again, to be honest. Interesting. So you got some. Yeah, I got lime and I also got mango. Um, not every LCBO in the KW region had them. So I had to do like a search on lcbo.ca went up to uh, Waterloo Town Square. I was in line for maybe like 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside the LCBO, got inside, found uh, found the area. They only had mango and lime, so I didn't have um, an opportunity to grab anything else. But when I did crack open the mango, I noticed, like I, I compared it right away to Cottage Springs. Have you had that? Mm-mm. No. Okay, so it's, it's a very similar kind of like vodka seltzer kind of drink. And I, and the one thing about Cottage Spring is the, the flavor and the, um, the taste of the actual fruit that is supposed to be inside of the can, it, just, it, it was very lackluster. It just felt like I was drinking like a vodka soda, which I'm not really about. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, never having that again. And then when I was having the, the White Claw last night, the the mango flavor and the lime flavor was just so much more, it had a lot more punch in it. So that's something I did enjoy. Um, I still have like fucking 10 cans in the fridge. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be sipping on that for the next couple of weeks. And you know what? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. You like it, eh? Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with it. It's nice. I mean, I don't know if it's like, nice nice to the point where like people are fucking going crazy over it but like i can get down with it Mm 
Okay, so it's a nice day today. 16 plus, sunny, mm. some clouds. How do you feel about people going outside and enjoying themselves in public parks while social distancing? I know some people are a little bit uh, riled up about people going to Trinity Bell Woods mm-hmm. and uh, people are posting on Instagram just because it's nice weather. doesn't mean you can da-da-da, stay home, whatever. But every day people are going to work with their employee or sorry yeah their employees or their co-workers what is so wrong with enjoying a nice day for the first time in two months let's say right and social distancing with a couple of friends when it says if you search on you know any um ontario government or whatever that it's okay to be in a group of five or less not in the same household what do you think like are people overreacting or What's your what's your take? I mean, I, I definitely think a lot of people are are overreacting, but at the same time, the longer that we're kept inside and in quarantine, while the weather is super nice outside, I feel like the more people are going to be frustrated and willing to break somebody's rules, and I feel like the more people that are willing to break these rules, um, the larger the consequences are going to be. Like like I've had I've had so many urges to go outside meet up with some friends play baseball play catch whatever go to the park but at the same time like it's the beginning of the summer do we really want to fuck ourselves over by you know breaking these rules early in the summer and then you know potentially increasing these cases of COVID-19 which ends up you know having us in quarantine deeper into the summer. I mean, like if if we can make it through, you know, the second half of March, all of April, and now the first half of May, I feel like we can manage to get through the the remainder of May, early part of June. And then hopefully by mid June, mid July, you know, we're kind of freed up a little bit more. Like I know Doug Ford increased the, uh, the social gatherings to 10 people now. So um, you know, that's a, that's a good step in a direction, but I just feel like people just got to stay, stay the course, take it day by day and just fucking just play it out, man. Like, but I think like, what rule are you breaking by going playing catch with your friend? If we're allowed to have gatherings of 10 people, like if the government is telling you, yeah, you can do this, but right. you're still thinking, oh, I shouldn't go to the park. Well, like, I mean, like now we're, we're getting into this realm of pointing fingers like you're doing bad you're you're doing this you're doing that but the government like golf courses are open apparently i heard on the radio on the drive over to waterloo that they were packed they were busy people are playing golf Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with going with one buddy playing baseball playing catch sure when there's people that are allowed to hang out with nine other people now sure okay but the, the thing about like going to a park and playing catch is like if I have that idea and I go do that there's probably going to be 50 other people who have a very similar idea you know what I mean like I just don't want parks to be overcrowded I don't want beaches to be overcrowded um like I'm down to go play catch with a buddy if it's just like me and him at the park but if it's me and him at the park with fucking 30 other people like I don't think that's a smart smart idea you Mm -hmm. know what I mean I just don't want places to be overcrowded that's all yeah 
and I get that I'm just saying like people are now going like sort of above the law being like even even though you could fully go play catch in the park with your friend with 30 other people playing catch you're allowed to do that you came with that one friend Right, right, right. And as long as you're social distancing with other people, that's okay. But people are still looking at you and saying you shouldn't be doing that. So right. now they're going above right. what authority okay. is saying and saying, no, this is still wrong. That's where I get confused. Mm, that's that's where I'm about. like, that's where I'm like, oh, okay. So now we're being told that this is okay, but you still think it's not okay. So what makes you think you're smarter than this person? Got you. You know, that's where I'm like, now we've all got our own opinions and what we think we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, this whole thing is fucked up because everybody's had their own opinion from the start. And the more and more that we're given retail stores are now open. You can fully go inside. Golf courses are open. You can hang out with 10 people. You can go to provincial parks are open. Mm -hmm. You can do this. You can do that. And people are now saying, but you shouldn't. Well, if we're allowed to do it, why are you smarter than what the government is telling me? Right. Like, where are you getting your, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like, you know, this, this conversation also kind of correlates back to what we were talking about last week, where, like, the whole thing about big data, um, controlling what people think and whatnot, it's just kind of like, if, if, like, for example, if I watch CNN every morning and CNN is telling me that, you know, COVID's dangerous, like it, it's super um, deadly, da, 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 da. and I see people, you know, outside with other people hanging out. I'm going to be against that. But if someone else watches Fox News, for example, and Fox News is all about, yeah, like they're a little bit more lenient on COVID-19. They don't believe it's that deadly. You're going to have two different people. You're going to have two sides of, of people with two different opinions. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it just gets very kind of political in my opinion like totally i think this you think that like who, who's right really you know Mm-hmm. totally um i think it's super political i think it's only going to get more political and I, I think it's it's dividing people mm -hmm. and hopefully um you know we just keep moving forward and eventually it's old news yeah and people won't be so uh aggressive to I mean it's no one's been like super aggressive like people go and protest at Queen's Park and people make their Instagram posts and people have their opinions no one's been like aggressive but I think like everyone's had their moments of getting like heated I've had my moments of getting heated like I mentioned before the whole Justin Trudeau thing where he went to his cottage that made me super angry because I was like you can't tell people that you're trying to lead to do this thing and then you go against their backs and then you post about it on social media. Like, right. I'm like, that is just so disrespectful. Like, if you want someone to follow your lead, you don't throw it in their face like that. Yeah. Um, so everyone's getting heated about their own thing. But I don't know. I still think it's such a individual responsibility. Like, I was saying that to my boss, too. I was like, when we open up, we can do our best to control traffic how many people go in but at the end of the day it's up to each individual if right. someone comes in and says this place is too crowded for me i don't feel comfortable leave no one has to come up to you and say hey this place is a little bit too crowded do you mind just stepping out you need to be conscious of yourself 
of your health, of your mental health and say, should I, you know, should I enter this space to just get a coffee? Am I going to be comfortable doing that? Am I going to be respectful to the person that's serving me doing that? Or should you say, you know what, this isn't for me. It's a little bit too crowded in there. I don't want to freak out. Like, I think it's just such an individual responsibility because everybody is fighting their own battle. Some people are sick. Some people have compromised immune systems. Some people have already had COVID. Right. This, this, and that. Like, you have to be responsible for yourself. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, Uh, I finished the last episode of Ozarks. Yo, I still got to watch season three, man. (sighs) It's a good season. I know, I heard. Yeah, I I love seeing actors and actresses who, um, who stay in one lane for a good portion of their career and then switch lanes into a different kind of genre. Like, like for example, like Jason Bateman. Like, mm. I feel like I only see him in comedies, and then mm. when you see him playing in a role like Ozarks, where like it's serious, like, you know, it's very eye opening, and I feel like it's easier to kind of, um respect uh actors and actresses a little bit more especially if you're so used to just seeing someone play a certain role year after year and like another example would be like steve carell like steve carell was always one of those goofy motherfuckers and then all of a sudden he switched the flip like he flipped the switch and um he's only doing serious roles now for the last like five six seven years so it's it's nice to see you know people just changing it up Mm-hmm. Um, you brought this up, masterclass videos. Yes, masterclass. Yeah. So when I was looking through all the uh, all the episodes that they had to offer, I did run into like a bunch of acting classes. So I'm pretty sure there was um, Samuel L. Jackson teaches acting, um, and then there was there was a female actress too. It might have been Nicole. Cool. Natalie Portman or Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman? One of those. I think, yeah, it's probably Natalie Portman. Uh, and then she was acting, uh, teaching acting classes. And then I know that you uh, you went to school for, for that kind of stuff. So that's why I, I thought I'd bring it up. Just, you know, just check in to see if you've watched that or not. If it's worthy of the $200 subscription. Uh, you said it's not. So, um, yeah. Well, I was like, when you brought that up, it was something that I was super interested in. I kept seeing, there's so many commercials for yeah. masks on YouTube, especially because I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. It's like every day I was getting these masterclass um, ads. And I basically asked my brother because I was like, I'm super into this. Like, this looks so good. Like, um, it's very appealing to see, to learn from celebrities and these like 15 minute modules. You're like, this is like, it's just very attractive, right? Mm. And I basically was like, do you think this is worth it? And he was like, hell no. Like $200. He's like, that's a lot of money. Also, what can you learn in 15 minutes? Like this is, this is just targeting you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. Like I'm just basically falling for this trap. I was super attracted to it. And then, and I, and I don't know if it's worth it, but I, I understood his perspective of like, this is a targeted ad. Yeah. Think about it what can you possibly learn? Like they're trying to tell you that you can become a master in 15 minutes when I did university for four years and I'm still not even remotely an expert. You it's know? longer than, it's longer than 15 minutes. Uh, I don't know. Like what, what is their longest class? Like an hour? They, it's not like a course. Well, I, I, I just started watching uh, Steph Curry 
teaching um, shooting mechanics uh, for basketball. And he goes, he goes pretty in depth of like how your feet should be planted, how your follow through should be. You know what I mean? It's like, I think I'm only maybe a, a quarter of the way through. Um, so I feel like we might have to um, talk about this uh, in a couple of weeks once I finish a couple of episodes, just so I don't know, I have a little bit more background to, uh, to talk about, but um, so far, what like what I pay two hundred dollars to for Steph Curry to teach me how to shoot a ball in an hour, probably not. Um. So like I definitely agree with you on the point where like how much can you really learn in in that amount of time, um, but I think it, it's just interesting to, um, to hear someone who is a professional in that in that field to talk about, um, what it takes to uh to be really good at something. Mm -hmm. I also think it's like, I I think I spoke to someone else about this before, but it's like, there, there is literally uh, an endless amount of information out there on how to become a professional on something. If I wanted to find out right now, how, how do I become an actor? How do I become a successful actor? I could read every article, I could read, I could watch every interview, I could find out all the best tips. But the whole point is, there is such a small percentage of people who will actually put that into action, and then also devote themselves and then also spend years of practice. And that's the thing. Yes, you can watch an hour of Natalie Portman tell you how to be an amazing actor. However, you're going to have to practice that for 10 years, right? Or you're going to have to put into action what she just told you. Right. But a lot of people are just going to pay the $200, watch this and say, that was such a, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> and never do anything about it. Yeah, straight up. And, and that's how people make money, right? Yeah, it's like it's a money grab. they give you, it's a money grab. They give you this information and they make you feel like you could do it. But the whole point is, are you going to do it? Right, like right, 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 right. how much like you have to have that within yourself you have to put so much effort time into doing what she just told you to do because like what yeah. if imagine if it was like a 10 minute video and she's like this is how you become an amazing actor devote 24 hours a day for 10 years and that's the end of the <laughs> end of the fucking episode thanks. then you're like what the fuck yeah thanks thanks but yeah. like it could very well be that she could be like right well you basically have to uh sacrifice this this and that and your rest of your life looks like this and you're like i just paid 200 dollars to find out that i'll never do this because i don't want to sacrifice this is this, this yeah i feel you yeah yeah but i'm sure it's good because it looks like an expensive production yeah they got all these celebrities and i'm sure it's a lot of fun the quality's yeah quality's fire Mm -hmm. if i had like you know money to throw i would definitely do it i'm sure it's great yeah but nice little documentary or whatever whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it i don't think like me paying for that is going to make me have a career next year right that's true you know Yeah. yeah quick hits quick hits Getting to know your hosts. Ooh. 
Ooh. What website do you visit on a daily basis? I just recalled what you wrote. Um, <laughs> Pornhub. Uh, what website do I... YouTube. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah, straight. Same. Oh, yeah. YouTube, I will admit that I, every morning when I go to work, I look up coronavirus live update. Oh, seriously? I do, yeah. I just, I just like to see how the countries are doing. Right, okay. With the, with the information given. YouTube, that's your answer? Yeah, hell yeah, YouTube, every day, every day. I spend so much time on YouTube. Um, one skill you would like to be an expert in by the age of 40. By the age of 41, skill that I would one like to skill. be good at. Um, an expert in by the age of 40. An skill. expert? Mm-hmm. By the age of 40, so if I'm 26, that's uh, 14 years. Uh, maybe how to, you know, run a business properly, efficiently. Business Is that a skill? Well, yeah, sure. What kind of business? What kind of business? Um, uh, a business that offers a service to the public. So whether that, like, I've always wanted to open up and own like a cafe. So yeah, well, let's just say how to how to run a cafe efficiently and effectively. I was actually yesterday thinking about a good name for a cafe. Clean coffee. Clean with a C or with a K. Well, I was thinking with a C. C. Okay. I was thinking just like clean, like clean, clean. your dishes, but also okay. just like clean coffee. Like it's just like you know, like fair trade, just like clean, like tastes oh. good. Like when you drink it, you're like, ooh, that's like clean. Ooh, that's clean. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, that's clean. <laughs> what do you think? Yo, that's a that's a slogan right there. Mmm, <laughs> that's clean. Yeah. I'll give you. You can have that. Done. But imagine there's last people have last names clean like K L E I N. Right, 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 right. That would be sick too if you did like clean coffee and like your last name was clean. Clean, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty sick. You can have that, Nick. I'm giving that to you. Done. Okay. Um, one thing you have to do to ensure your day gets off on the right foot. Um, I gotta have a cup of tea right, right out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. If I don't got that you, warm, if I don't got that warm drink in me, I'm slouched. Like you, you drink, you drink it in bed, or like you get up, you make oh, I it, get up. sit I, down. Yeah, yeah, I get up, make it, sit down, and then you know just kind of relax mm. to, to start the day off. And uh, yeah. What do you have? Like an English breakfast, like an Earl Grey. Orange pico usually. Orange pico. Mm-hmm. Do you put Orange a little cream or milk or anything? No hell no. Nah. Just black. Yo, yeah, black straight. Mm-hmm. Every time I see someone put milk in their tea, it's, uh, it turns me off. Like It tastes good within an English breakfast or an Earl Grey. Interesting. It's nice. Or just, caramel I'm judging, tea. I'm judging too hard. Mm. Um, yeah, I also do like green tea though. Green tea mm-hmm. is like... Woo-wee! Okay, it's good. Hey, that gets me going. Uh, at what age did you decide what you wanted to do with your career path? 25, 26. Mm-hmm. It continues Yesterday. to change, man. It continues mm-hmm. to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also, this is an interesting thing. It has to change, especially for a lot of people. Yeah, I was talking 100%. to somebody the other day. 
who's been a bartender for 10 plus years or in the service industry for 10 plus years. And he was like, I've been getting depressed because I realized like I've been doing this for so long and it's not going to be the same after this. And I might have to like change what I do. Mm. So that's relevant for everybody. Like, I think I mentioned this before. My ma- my mom worked at uh, BlackBerry for 10 years and then BlackBerry just fucking disappeared. And she had to completely change her career path. Wow. So that could happen to any of us at any point. And yeah. But for me, I decided when I was in high school that I wanted okay. to be an actor. Okay. I wanted to be in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it stayed relatively the same. But as of the last year, I've really been focusing on broadcasting, media, radio, things like that have been really appealing to me. But yeah, it's always changing. You, you know, honestly, I, you, you've got a good voice for radio, I think, for broadcasting. Thank you. No problem. It's subtle. <laughs> Okay, next. <laughs> uh, has style and fashion become less important to you since isolation? This is our last question, everybody. Has it become less important to me? Mm-hmm. And I know you like, especially Nick really likes his fashion. Like, Nick is like a, I think you're like a sneaker head of a little bit. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can like say you, that. Yeah, you like your sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're definitely a fashionable guy or like, a trendy guy like you keep up with the trends and but i would specifically talk about like your shoe collection i feel like you like shoes yeah i, I love shoes um has the importance of shoes decreased because of in self-isolation i mean i still value shoes the same way that i valued them before quarantine but in terms of like actually buying shoes and getting hyped for releases that's definitely decreases because I don't want to be spending my money on unnecessary things in a time like this. Um, and the fact that I won't be able to show them off, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy a pair of shoes, put them on and go fucking have a stroll around the neighborhood. Like that's not, I'm not down for that. Um, but that's, that's tough. I mean, Yeah, I, the importance is still very relevant and very high. And the one thing I'm very curious about is like once everything gets lifted, like all these bands get lifted, I wanna I wanna see where um, where fashion kind of goes. Like what's like what's the next big trend for uh, for people who are you know ages 18 to 28 or something like that, like. Are we, are we like, are we going to go back a couple decades? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are people, are, are, like, are people going to be more focused on expressing themselves through fashion just because they weren't able to express themselves through fashion over the last handful of months or, or are people just going to pick up where they left off? I don't know. It's, it's tough. I know, I know, I know first, first things first. First time I go out, I'm going out with a banger. My oh my. <laughs> my my drip is gonna be so wet. Jeez. Jeez. I definitely fucking am slacking. Hard. So hard. 
but like I think I have been for the last like year and a half I just like don't put my money towards my fashion my clothes and I used to a lot in high school like a lot it was super important to me and I really was into the way I looked and my hair and this and that but specifically my clothes Mm. And then I just was like, I don't have this sort of money to just like spend on fast fashion. And then that's when I really started doing like thrifting. But even then I was like, this is so like, this is so much like excess. Like this is just like a lot. And now um, I've, yeah, I've definitely been slacking. It's super something that I admire and I, um, I have a passion for it but not in the same way that I used to, that I feel like I need to be the one wearing it. Like I have no problem just like looking at pictures and being like, fuck, this looks so good. Like I don't have this like super need to like have to wear it or like have to go out and like look super good. Like now it's satisfying enough for me to like see it on other people Mm. or like, you know what I mean? But that's also yeah. because, like, I don't really have the money for it. If I had the money for it, I would de- – if I had money that I was comfortable with, that is definitely something I would be spending it on is clothes. Clothes. Because I do love clothes. I do love fashion. But it's just not important enough to me right now um, to spend my money on. Side question. Mm-hmm. When you pronounce the word clothes, do you pronounce the T-H or do you just say clothes? I think I just say close, like close the door. Yeah, okay, straight. Okay, fire. Mm-hmm. Every time I ask someone that, they're always like, it's clothes. Get no the fuck out of here, bro. It's closed. Yeah. Close the door. Up. Yeah, straight up. Mm-hmm. All right. This brings us to the end of our podcast. We keep trying to do less than an hour, but it always ends up being an hour because we've got too much to say. If you Yo. made it to the end of the podcast, please leave a like or subscribe or follow us on Instagram or leave a comment, concern, anything. We'll keep bringing you these weekly ups. I'm like specifically trying to do like a broadcaster voice because you said I had a nice voice. It's killing it. You're killing it. We'll keep doing these episodes as long as you keep listening. I just want to wish Nick a happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Nick. 26. Uh, Yeah. Hope you're all staying safe and uh, for the most part inside. But if you need to get out and get that sunny day, please do. Uh, and uh, got a new episode coming on Wednesday. New interview. Hope you tune into that. All right, bless guys. Up. Thanks so much. Bless up. Bless up. How was that broadcaster voice? Amazing. Clean. Clean. <laughs> clean, clean. Clean. Clean coffee. Bye, guys. It's psychological hustle. I gotta battle these comments. Like the king and the muscle. They keep on bursting my balls. And now every morning when I wake up, only me and the huddle. So batter up, batter up. You know I'm hitting the double. You know I'm running the bases. I know I gotta embrace it. Like a girl without a top. Just kinda sitting on your lap. Boy, what you do? Girl, I rap. I rap nasty. Maybe one day I'll say chase at a paparazzi. It's psychological hustle, be prepared for anything and everything, it'll tear you down, it'll tear you down, it's psychological hustle, psychological hustle, psychological hustle.